What's up, everybody? You're listening to another edition of the 10 After 7 podcast with your host, Michael Cody Stevenson. I'm recording this on Monday, August 27th, 2018, one day after the Los Angeles Dodgers completed a three-game sweep of the San Diego Padres. I told you on Friday, there's never a bad time to take on the San Diego Padres. That's when the Dodgers sat four and a half games out of first place in the NL West. We sit here today, and those same Dodgers are just two and a half games out. The division they've won five consecutive seasons. It started with a sweep of the San Diego Padres. God bless them for Tony Gwynn and showing up when we need W's. We're going to talk about that, some NFL news. I'm bringing on my brother, Dylan Stevenson, to break it all down, and we have to talk about hard knocks. There's not a guy on a planet that watches more hard knocks than this guy. I don't think he's missed an episode in the last decade. So my brother, Dylan Stevenson, coming on next. Yo. What's up, man? How's it going? You ready to fire up for this podcast? Let's do it. All right. First question to you. Dodgers, last week, swept by the St. Louis Cardinals. On Friday, we knew the Padres were coming into town. One out of ten. Ten being the highest. How nervous were you? Uh, I was very nervous, actually. I was very nervous leading up until uh, – or leading up into Sunday because uh, Sunday didn't look too hot for us. And they let the Padres come back and tie it up. No, Saturday. That's Saturday. Yeah, Saturday night. And we ended up winning an extra innings off Justin Turner, um, which is kind of embarrassing that that's how we got to be with Padres. Like, we can't just sweep them and be – it just has to be a scary situation with the Dodgers. Every every freaking series, man. That's true, but also the Dodgers need to kind of start – games because that's been the kryptonite all year they either blow teams out or they get in close games with teams and can't figure out a way to win it has it it happened twice against st louis two games that we were tied or winning in and we gave up the lead or gave up the tie and lost the game yeah 100 percent. that cardinal series could have been flipped the other way dodgers absolutely could have swept them if they just drove in runs with runners in scoring position, that's also been the biggest issue for this team all year. That Cardinal series could have been the biggest series of the whole year. And yeah, uh, we didn't take it very well, obviously. All power to them. They whooped our ass. So going with the Padres coming into town, you, you do feel good that it's the Padres coming into town because they've been in last place in the NL West, what seems like forever now. And the Dodgers have beaten up on them when it counts. And this series, they needed a sweep, no doubt about it. They couldn't take two out of three. There was not that could not happen in this series. They needed a sweep. They got it. Jansen did give up the lead in the ninth inning on Saturday night, and now people are nervous about him. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly Jansen. Uh, what was it Monday night uh, when uh, we were there? Comes in the ninth, we're tied 3-3. Comes in the ninth and gives up two bombs back-to-back to Matt Carpenter, one of them. Like, and that was his first game back, which, I mean, 
people are saying like, all right, did they bring him back too early? Or it's, I mean, it's not like an arm situation. It's a freaking heart situation. Like, but I mean, this is how he was at the beginning of the season too, but his numbers are still good. Yeah, three consecutive games now that he's allowed a home run. And he had the lead on Saturday night. That's 10 home runs he's given up this season. The last two seasons combined, nine homers. Yeah, his numbers are – yeah. How about we talk about, you know, uh, I think it was earlier today, Mason and Ireland put on a post on Instagram, like, saying – should they should they send should the Dodgers send Kenley Jansen to AAA or let him just go out there and and see what happens from there? Like, I think that's absolutely ridiculous that they even posted that. First of all, like Kenley Jansen's one of the best closers in the league. I mean, sets a record for the Dodgers of closer or of uh, closes. I mean. I think that's kind of ridiculous they even posted that to even even say, oh, Kenley Jansen, like, should he go to AAA? Like, I mean, what? He gave up – yeah, he's he's given up three losses, but – No, that's, that's your standard talk radio right there. There's not a bigger, like, talk radio discussion than that. And, it, yeah, it was absurd that they put it on Twitter because, one, a guy – Mike Bertello, who uh, for MLB.com came right back at him and said, hey, A, you have to actually get his consent to send him down to AAA. Two, maybe actually think about not putting him in safe situations. That would be a start to help him get out of things. The problem is the Dodgers, when he was out for 10 to 13 days with the regular heartbeat, they don't have a guy that they could plug into that role. So he kind of has to, it sucks. Yeah, they did rush him back. And he also has to figure it out in that role because that's been the guy for them for five years now, 88 saves over the last two seasons, still today, a 2.83 ERA with 32 saves. So that's your best bet. And for those guys to say, Oh, should they send him down to triple a get out of here? And then that's, I love the discussions just, to me. That's just them being, Oh, we don't have a topic. Let's just throw this in there. Like hundred percent trying to rile people up like we are right now. To be honest, I mean, that's, uh, that's ridiculous. The Dodgers don't have a bullpen that is worthy enough to even talk about every single year other than last year. I mean, it, I mean, that, I mean, that's why they're putting some of these starters in, in the bullpen, dude. They, they, we, we can't finish a freaking game. And I, and I, I freaking love Jansen. Like, if you follow Jansen's career, we all know that he was a catcher at first. They convert him to a pitcher. And this guy, when he first came up, I didn't even know he talked. He was kind of quiet, went about his business. And then he gained confidence over the years. And that guy just straight up tells it how it is now. Like when they interviewed him after he blew it, he owned up to it. He said, yeah, you know, uh, you know, the cutter's not cutting. And that's basically his go-to pitch 100%. So if it's not cutting, you are going to get games where he allows home runs. We saw it in the World Series. And then he ends the entire discussion with the reporter saying, I guarantee you, Ken Lefornia, he'll be back. He'll be back in Texas this next week, and he will be back to kill people. I'm like with that. I'm totally yeah, with and- that. I mean, dude, every closer, uh, for instance, Brian Wilson, dude won two World Series. Or Lights won. out, too. Lights was, out. I mean, dude was one of the best closers in Major League Baseball at the time. And look, look where 
look where he was, you know, people, people saying, Oh, he's, you know, he's out of the league. And then the Dodgers come and pick him up and he has a phenomenal year with us. And, uh, we get, you know, we lose to the Cardinals, unfortunately in the playoffs, but I mean, still like everyone's going to have their, their, their off days, man. Like, and the dude just came back. I mean, even though he's a great, great, great closer, like you can't always be on top. Yeah, and, and Dave Roberts has mentioned it's mechanics, and you know Rick Honeycutt, the OG, he's going to figure it out. Jansen, when he gave up that home run, I love the reaction in the dugout. And, of course, you're going to get people on every social media, oh, he's throwing his gloves, what a whiner. That's exactly what I want from a closer. He knows, he's jo- he knows what his job is, and he blew it, and he knew Ex- it, and he was frustrated exactly. about Dude, it. Dude, I love I the emotion. Like, Did you see uh, on uh, Sunday when Kershaw – like? was going for a double and he got thrown out at second base. The emotion he showed of getting thrown out, like, Oh, oh Kershaw's the same way. Yeah. Almost, I mean, almost breaking his pitching hand by hitting the freaking bag. I was kind of scared about that, but we've I mean, seen Kershaw numerous times. Like when he gets yanked out of a game, first of all, I don't Dave Roberts, you don't yank Kershaw mid any, you, you just don't do that anymore. Cause we know how fiery that guy is. And I think you need those guys. These have been the two horses, Kershaw, Jansen. Jansen, I, and going back to what you said earlier, he was like this at the beginning of the year. He struggled from the get-go. I think he blew two saves in the first six games of the season and then figured it out, was our closer. And here we are again, and I have the faith that this guy will figure it out. Yeah, I mean, after those, after those first two games, I think we were at one of those games, by the way. But – after those first two games at the beginning of the season, the dude turned it around. No one said anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, oh, let's post the Twitter and say, uh, yeah, should Kenley Jensen go to AAA? I mean, come on, dude. Really? The dude's been an all-star three years now, and he is one of the most dominant closers in the league. Like He has been the most dominant closer in the league. I think that's absolutely ridiculous that an L.A. radio station would – would tweet that because I mean it's it's just it's kind of ridiculous. I hope Jan- I hope Jansen got the wind of it honestly, and he probably did because people were on Twitter at the lunchtime hour. Everyone was talking about it. I'm sure, but I'll- sure. I mean, dude, whenever you're whenever every athlete is down, especially in LA, whenever they're down, they get criticized. Like, of course, they're going to hear about it, but. That's why. Yeah, you got just just making a statement like that, like send him to AAA. I think that was just that's not that's even you're not even putting th- you're not putting any thought into it. Yeah, which I think is doing a disservice to that. To first of all, your employer, because you got to be not know. Hey, Kenley Jansen actually needs his own consent to go down to the minor leagues. Yeah, that's figure just it one out. guy talking with a massive forehead. Hey, come on, man! But hey. This week, two games with Texas, and then four with the Diamondbacks. Huge, so series. huge, so huge. Even so, worst. Let's start. Let Let's start worst case scenario. How? What's worst case scenario? How many games they win out of the six? Worst case. Well, we know worst case scenario. They win. They win like two. But what? What can they? If they win three, is that all right? They win four. What do they got to do? I mean. To be honest, they got to win out, man. They they just got to keep winning. They got to keep this this streak 
I, I think coming off the San Diego sweep is a huge, huge victory for them. They they just got to keep it rolling, man. They got to um, hopefully the bats start coming alive with runners on base. I mean, they're the worst team in baseball right now with runners on base, and it's 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 embarrassing for a team that just got you know to the World Series last year and added Manny Machado and Dozier. Exactly. I I I agree. Winning out would be perfect, and this same team from last year, they were definitely capable capable of winning. 10 plus games. I think they did it maybe two or three times last season alone, winning a streak of 10 games, which is crazy. I mean, the, I mean, the good thing think... is uh, Kershaw's pitching well. Uh, Ryu's pitching freaking phenomenal. Uh, Rich Hill finally coming around. Like, you know, our, our starters are coming around, but, you know, the bats got to come alive and our bullpen for sure needs to needs to figure it out, man. I mean, and I think the the Dodgers are lining up the Hill, Kershaw, uh, Rue in that Arizona series. You got to throw out the big they, dogs they for it. Even though, I mean, I mean, they they we got to go innings with those guys because obviously our bullpen's not getting it done. So we we got to figure out a way to keep these guys lasting and and keep it going and uh, somehow just get up some runs so they don't have to you know go after it that hard i mean for us for us uh coming off last year when we were hitting phenomenal to now is kind of kind of ridiculous and i I think i think i think it'll come around because you saw muncie start to pick it up this weekend machado had a couple big hits you mentioned turner's walk off i think i i believe that that starts momentum i think it's past the baton in baseball i mean you played for your entire life, basically. I think if one guy gets hot, I think it feeds off of everyone. That's true. That's true. But I mean, obviously, er- everyone's got to buy into the to the whole thing, you know. Like, it, obviously, the emotion that Kenley Jansen and and Kershaw are showing, hopefully, that fires the team up. Like, hey, we're not we're not here just because we're making a lot of money, and dude, we're we're here to fucking win a championship, you know. No doubt. Let's jump to a couple of the other races in Major League Baseball because it's heating up at a lot of other divisions, specifically the AL West, which I know every baseball fan should be an Oakland A's fan right now. One, because they're chasing the top dogs in the Houston Astros, and they're only two and a half games out right now, and they just started a series tonight with the Houston Astros, and that's going to be a wild one. Absolutely. I mean – the A's, like, how can you for the A's? Like, the A's have nobody. They have nobody on their team that you are, like, even closely known of. Like, I mean, yeah, they got whooped tonight, 11-4, to 4, but the A's are, I mean, you, you can't not root. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. They're the one baseball team that could walk down a street, the entire team, in regular clothes. And the average person would not be able to name one player. Exactly. Not one. Other than maybe seriously, a, that's the only team. Other than maybe a diehard A's fan, but no, hundred, no, hundred percent. Every then A's have diehard fans. Oh, I'm no, saying they, the average average baseball fan would not know any of those dudes no, in street clothes. Not at all. And it's amazing. Like I just looked at the record the other day. Like, are you kidding me? Like seventy something wins and fifty two losses. Like. 
that's one of the, the and I just saw the power rankings came out today for MLB and they're ranked fifth. Like to see the A's ranked fifth in power rankings, like is amazing. Like that's awesome. Not to mention, not to mention the AL has is pretty freaking top heavy. The A's would have the best record in the National League. Like you could throw, I think four or five AL teams in the NL and they would no joke have the best By record far, in the National I think League. The closest would be to them is the Cardinals now who the Cardinals are on a freaking hot streak after sweeping the Dodgers. But, I mean, it's great to see the Astros, like, kind of get a little a little scared, man, of a team right on their tail. Yeah, but except tonight they're not scared because they beat the hell out of them, 11-4. That's fine. What is it, a three-game series? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Maneo be on the mound one of these games. Another – sure. No, he's on the DL. Really? He got hurt. Yeah, that they're that's been their issue the whole year. They literally are throwing I think Brett Anderson's one of their starters, which is nuts. Brett Anderson like from he, the Dodgers? Yeah. Last they game. would like they would have to throw him out for a playoff game. And look which is and, brutal. and see, with that being the problem, like look at where they're still at. Yeah, I it's mean, incredible. That's crazy. Like right now, right now in the wild card, they're Right, they're literally in the wild card with the New York Yankees, and they're four and a half up on the Mariners. And me and you would root for the Mariners because it's the longest drought in American sports right now that haven't made the postseason since '01. And of course, they shot the bed when it counts. Exactly. You know, by far, I would, I would, either one, just to see the Astros just lose. I mean, it, it was a heartbreaker for uh, us Dodger fans last year. In game seven, we played our worst game ever, and they played their best game. Um, oh, we're, like, my dream right now is for the A's to win the AL West, and the Astros have to play a one-game playoff against the New York Yankees. Dude, that would be absolutely amazing. The two that. teams that were in the American League Championship Series the next year playing for the wild card. That would be great. I mean, we, we still got to do it on our part to even talk about that, but – uh, to see the A's back in it, man, is amazing because those are some diehard. They, I didn't even know that, but there are some diehard fans. Uh, I, I remember going to an Angel game a couple of years ago when they uh, they were in the race to uh, make it to the playoffs against the Angels, and man, they had a freaking fan base show up the uh, Angel Stadium, and they, it was well, it was great to see. The A's aren't going to be the only one. We'll have a few different teams in the postseason this year. Braves are three and a half up on the Phillies in the NL East. And Milwaukee, they're behind the Cubs right now in the Central, but they're going to be a new playoff team. So I I love new teams in the playoffs. As long as the Dodgers are there, I don't really care. But, yes, I agree with you. I want the A's in there, who are led by Chris Davis with 39 home runs. That leads the league in all of Major League Baseball. Crazy. Absolutely insane. But let's, let's transition. Chris Davis, the other Chris Davis, with a C on the Baltimore Orioles. Today, news came out that Odell Beckham signed a new contract with the New York Giants. Five years, $65 million guaranteed. And, and check this out. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Davis. Of the Orioles. Of the Orioles from 2019 to 2021 is making $69 million. Way that's that's if you guys know what I'm talking about, that is four or three million dollars more than Odell Beckham 
which is absolutely insane. And if you guys know Chris Davis's career or stats, I guess you could say in the last two years, guys shouldn't even Horrible. be playing baseball, man. Yeah, it's brutal. It's absolutely insane. And I'll take it a step further. I'll mention these players who are going to make more than Odell Beckham this year. Ian Desmond, son of the Rockies. That's insane. He, he plays every day. Mark Melanson, who the Giants signed as a closer last year. Don't even it's been know a failure. who that is. Homer Bailey of the Cincinnati wow. Reds, who literally, when, they, when he signed that contract, everyone was like, are you kidding me? The Reds signed Homer Bailey to be their ace pitcher for 21 mil a year. Joe Maurer. Shout out to Joe Maurer. He actually had a terrific career, and he's no, still playing. He just had... He just had some bad knee knee issues, man. And this one's great. This is another. This is actually a sad baseball story. David Wright will make more than Odell Beckham this year. Wow, twenty million, twenty million dollars this year. This year, but he's he actually I saw him get a double in the minor leagues. He's not giving it up. You know what? What sucks about that guy is he he. There's dude. There's nothing you can do with back problems, man. I mean, once your back goes out, I mean, you're done, dude. Look at Tiger Woods. He's back. What are you talking about? He, I mean, he's back, but he's not back back. You know, like when you're back. He's almost you, back back. Dude, when your back goes out, you're out. So what we're saying is baseball is the route to go. And you just had a son, Cash Stevenson, who I already got a little mini bat at Dodger Stadium for him. And we're already starting. Get it going. Baseball. Oh, he's uh... – Dude, he's going to be the next big thing, man. And he's got a great baseball name. Cash Stevenson? Already. Gatorade commercials and all. <laughs> let's let's talk, let's talk about, wait, did you see, I told you before this podcast to watch, it surfaced around social media today, the Serena Williams uh, new commercial. Yeah, I, I checked it out, man. Um, to have, for those, great, ladies, right? for those two ladies to grow up in, the situation they did uh, with a father like that. That's amazing. Um, if, if you guys haven't seen the commercial, it's uh, basically their dad just, you know, beating them hard with, with practicing and uh, beat. Hey, let's use a better choice of words. All right. Okay. Yeah. That didn't sound right, but I, I don't no, know. Ba- basic, basically the commercial starts with Serena at, what is she, like nine years old at that point? It was filmed in 1991. They took home footage of her and her dad practicing tennis, and he's literally talking to her about playing in the U.S. Open one day, and they're just flashing back and forth from scenes of her at the U.S. Open over the years. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, You'll get the chills. Totally well done. It's great. I'm, a, I'm not even a tennis fan, really. Uh, to see... To s- to see stuff like that happen where uh, it, it, I mean, you want to bring, I'm not even kidding. There's, 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 there was stuff when that commercial was on Twitter today, there was discussions and I'm not a tennis fan either, but I know how successful of a career Serena Williams has had. And people were tweeting that she might be the best athlete that America has ever produced. I mean, I'm not a tennis fan either, so I can't really tell you that, especially with female sports. I don't really watch that. But, um, I mean, apparently she's 
She's it, man. She's she is tennis. She's the Tiger yeah. Woods of tennis. No joke. Uh, no athlete probably moves the needle with a sport like she does with tennis and Tiger I, does with golf. I do just remember her, uh, you know, when she had her kid, you know, she had a rough time, but her being back and, and ready to go and um, for that commercial to come out now uh, shows just how she grew up and how the support system she had in growing up in Compton back in, you know, the 80s and 90s, rough time. Yeah, things weren't great. Now, I said before this podcast, before I brought you on, that there's not a bigger Hard Knocks fan on this earth. You probably haven't missed an episode ever. So let's let's break it down. That, how are you feeling about the season? How are you feeling about the Cleveland Browns this season? Dude, first episode was absolutely weak. Weak as hell. Uh, Ooh. I will say that. It was weak. It, it it literally reminded me of watching Friday Night Tikes. Um and they were might they might have even been a little harder on, on uh their team. But um Yeah, Hugh Jackson, that's what that's what's missing this season. Not fiery, not a fiery guy. I want my football coach to be fiery. But you, you you know what though? Like he's got the guys around him to be fiery. He doesn't have to be fiery. No, he uh, does, and that's what I want to get into. With I freaking I love the Greg Williams Todd Haley dynamic of this Dude, whole thing. Todd Haley is just an asshole, and it's great like to have him tease some of his defenders. Oh no, I have quotes, buddy. I have quotes. What's the quotes? So, so we got we got Nassib. What's his first name? The DN Carl. Carl. So Carl Nassib gets gets a lot of crap for having the name Carl. <laughs> he admits he admits that it's an old man's name. So he kind of – I think he fell – almost fell into a quarterback. Todd Haley was not having it. Not at and, all. And Nassib goes, I stopped, bro. And Todd Haley just turns around and says, don't bro me. <laughs> and okay. and Nassib walks away and goes, all right, Todd, Toad. He's like, what's your name? <laughs> that, that was a great part. But the best part was about 10 minutes later in that episode – Greg Williams takes the walkie-talkie and goes, let them know. We're competing. We're competing. I, I next play, I Greg that. Williams, D coordinator. The very next play, Miles Garrett comes full speed in, hits Tyrod Taylor, and Todd Haley from the other side goes, good teams don't touch the fucking quarterback in practice. Good teams don't do it. Then they shoot back to Greg Williams, and Greg Williams goes, then block them. Somebody's got to block them. Exactly. Their their banter is terrific. I I love it. I you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you can record this right now. I'm saying the Browns go over five wins this year. Like, See, you're bu- you're buying into it, but I I was thinking that when I was watching this episode, and of course, penalties left and right in that one preseason that, game. You're you're right on that, but to see like I mean, dude. You got a guy who spent, you know, his career, most of his career in Miami. Well, I guess all of it until now. But you got a guy that's spending most of his career with a team that is way better than the Browns. And obviously the Browns have only won one win in two years. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about the last episode when you see Jarvis Landry and his and his cornerback going at it and the fire like that a wide receiver like that veteran wide receiver mind you has 
and you know they get into it they scrap a little bit like and then you got a, a younger guy uh newer to the team as well Demarius Randall saying like I like it I love it saying you, these guys seem like they're they're ready to go man like they're fired up like like they yeah they, and then of course wanted, right after like right after that Demarius culture man Right after that Demarius Randall scene, of course, the freaking VP of, I think, football operations, former player, I forget his name, played on the Cowboys, comes in and goes, you know, I'm seeing the same things. When I got traded to the Cowboys, they were 1-15, Jimmy Johnson's first year. Next year, you know what we did? I'm seeing the same things around here. We got some dogs. And I'm like, oh, God, dude. They're literally – this is what Hard Knocks does. They bait us into this. I, like I get you, it, but you know what? They They also – they don't show it all, you know, and – no, they don't. That's that's the other thing. Like, and I, I will say, dude, Baker Mayfield's way better than I thought he was going to be so far. Just watching preseason. Oh, I love him in the huddle, dude. The the guy is going to take. I hate to say it, some big Tyrod or Tyrod fan. Tyrod. Uh, but I hate to say it, Baker's going to take uh, this starting job right when they lose, man, and it, it's going to happen. Like, uh. I, I hate to say it, but now that they even got jo- Josh Gordon back now, like, and the question is, are they going to sign? Are they going to sign uh, Des Bryant? Yeah, I don't know. That situation's kind of weird because he came in, they showed it on Hard Knocks, and they really just left it at him and Hugh Jackson having a conversation, which he probably sat across from Hugh Jackson, bullshitted for the Hard Knocks cameras, but in his head was like, why would I want to play for this guy? Really, why? You know what? I don't think he cares at all right now. I think he just wants to play, man. I think not uh, really because apparently he had a deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, does he have a deal right now? No, he's sitting at home waiting for a deal to happen. So uh, he definitely, like they said, he definitely would make the team better. He would. I mean, dude, you cannot make the Browns better. <laughs> That's true. There's you only know, one like, way to go. They went 0-16. All they can go is up, man. And I think they have the running backs. They have the quarterbacks. They have, you know, the defense now. They are not so – I mean, they, they have guys on defense who are, are legit. They got the wide receivers. You know, I don't know how they're really their O-line is, but, I mean, there's – oh, I mean, their O-line coach is amazing, right? Hello? Cody? Oh, incredible. What's up? Did I lose you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I lost you for a second there, but their their O line coach is amazing. Yeah, give us give us give us some of his quotes. You know him. Uh first of all, when they were stretching, he was like, Stretching? Stretching's overrated. Uh and he said, uh, what do you think those guys at World War Two were doing? You think they were stretching before they ran across Normandy? He's like, and look at those yeah, guys. Like, they, didn't, they didn't stretch before that. They won two world wars. We, yeah, that was awesome. But even better, they go into his meeting with the O-line, and him breaking down the freaking animals is unbelievable. Amazing. And to know that that fat man can get out of a Maserati the way he does, that's, that's insane. He's basically stolen the show. I I still I would rank because he was that funny. I think he's probably one right now on the rankings. I still I didn't think I'd like Greg Williams because I 
mean, he played a role because the Rams gave up. I mean, they got shatted on a couple times with Greg. But one part is after that preseason first half when Nate Orchard misses, I think, three wide open sacks in a row, he calls in and he goes, what's up, D-line? We had five sacks, three unblocked. When are you going to let your nuts hang? And then to end it, he goes, all right, guys, hands up. They all put their hands up. He goes, one, two, three, break, break. Come at me, bitch. That was the chant. I literally, I, I that got me fired Yeah, up. man. That I little mean, defensive they, they line do, I, thing I don't they had know going. Greg Williams leading it. But they do seem to have some fire, I mean, in their eyes. But um, hearing, hearing it on, like, the Pat McAfee show, like, uh, them saying, you know, they keep saying that's not who we are, like, you know what, Pat McAfee and them were right, like, saying, like, dude, what do you mean that's not who you are? You guys just went freaking one. You got one win in two years. Like, that is kind of stupid they are saying that. But um, I get where they're coming from with saying that. They're trying to be a new new team. That's not who we are. But, yeah, that was kind of ridiculous that they were saying that. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to buy in. I also like uh, Baker going back to Todd Haley. I love his. Uh, he's always in that huddle. I, his presence in the huddle is terrific. And when they get the flag and a touchdown gets called back, Baker's out there saying, "All right, QB sneak, QB sneak. What do you think? What do you think to Todd yeah. Haley?" And right when he gets the call from uh, from Haley, he goes, "Fucker, change the play." Hands it off to hands it off to Nick Chubb touchdown. Which that was the first time I thought me and you were at the great and how Rose Bowl cool last year. Is the first thing that came to my mind is those twos were on opposite sides I, of the field. I, I didn't usually like that, but I like it today. Yeah, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is going to get a lot of run. I watched their preseason game against the Eagles on Friday, and Carlos Hyde was running the ball very well, and Nick Chubb got in. So their offensive line might be so, a good thing so because those guys were trading off carries and they were getting gonna be 10 year. to 15 I mean, yard got, runs each they time. They got Duke Johnson, they got, you know, Nick Chubb, and they got Carlos Hyde. Like, and they just signed uh, Duke Johnson to a contract extension. Yeah, it'll be interesting to mix in three running backs. I think Carlos Hyde is going to be the lead back I think Nick Chubb will come in on first and second downs when Carlos Hyde needs a breather and I think Duke Johnson will exclusively See, be a that, third that's down the good back thing with the Browns. when mean, they, they need six or seven dude. yards I because mean, he's a good pass catcher uh, you know they got Terod they got you know Baker Mayfield and then in the backfield they got three running backs wide receivers they got you know Higgins they got uh, Josh Gordon they got Jarvis I mean, they even that tight end, uh, Nijoku, dude, I think he might have a breakout year. Callaway. That dude is an absolute monster. Yeah, he's an absolute monster. Also, I think – yeah, he's he's built like a fucking shit brick house. Anyways, I want you okay, to rank. Give me your top five uh, characters Wiley. in this season. Of I mean, Knox, defensive, defensive uh, line coach. Amazing. Uh, Agreed. Number two, 
I'd have to say uh, uh, non NASA just for being a freaking complete Greg Williams, idiot. Haley. Could you? I'd say three is well. Yeah, he's hilarious. I, I didn't like him the first two episodes, nice but episode three was pretty cool. Uh, four Haley, and then uh, five has got to be. Uh, yeah, he's a brick. Um. Yeah, Baker. What's his name again? Or the Moose. the office dog is pretty dank. Moose and dude. Dude, they even suck you into even, that. I, you know what song they it. played when they showed Moose for like two minutes straight, just walking around the office? It was Cat Stevens, Peace Train. You play any song from, by the way, greatest of all time soundtrack to any movie is Remember the Titans. And they throw on that song with the dog walking around. I'm like, come on, really? I called cool. Mom they and, and I was like, Mom, you got to see this. They got an office dog, and they're playing Cat Stevens. Just uh, FYI, watching the Angels, uh, top of the eight. Yeah, that is cool. Barker Mayfield. They're winning five to three. Uh, And bottom of the ninth, uh, Giants are beating the Arizona Diamondbacks two to nothing. Or top of the ninth. We need we need another game here, man. Let's pick up. Let's pick up another game, bud. All right, so we talked way too much about the Browns. We got our Dodger issues off our chest. Jansen's going to be all right. We're going to win out this week with six games, four against the Diamondbacks. The NL West is still going to go through Los Angeles. But we want the A's to take over the Astros. We basically covered it all, and uh, we figured out that baseball think, uh, makes a boatload of money. going to win each division. Why are we breaking that down? No, dude, we're not. We're not breaking breaking that down. Oh, because we got like five minutes to play. It with, doesn't and for I'm me not either. I mean, it down. They, Have you watched? I haven't watched much preseason. Preseason does not do it for and me. And they're out of the game the rest of the time. Is like it's kind of boring to watch. And there was a bit of talk today that that's uh, true. But you probably won't FYI, see four preseason games. Two anymore. guys on. Uh, Rockies got two guys on. Top of the eighth. Zero outs. Not... That's your live. That's your live update right there. And honestly, the Angels good, might it's blow that good. game. I would say it's at an eighty percent chance right now. Not good, but the Dodgers honestly. They got to win the games in front of them. They can't. They can't worry about other teams. They're only two and a half back. Thirty-three games yeah, left they, in the season. I mean, they they can totally just focus on the games now. ahead That's the main and thing. win this division. They, they got to hit, 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 hit. We get runs. We we play defense. Maybe give up some runs here and there, like we have been. But we we got to hit, man. Exactly. Yeah, give the bullpen some freaking breathing room. But anyways, great podcast still. Thank you for coming on. I'll see you soon. I'm definitely going to have you on again, probably to talk about the last two episodes of our knocks. Yeah. But I can only take so much Browns talk. And you're way too into the Browns right now. I'm loving the Browns, though, man. I'm not a Browns guy. I'm a Packers guy. But 
Lo- I'd love to see an underdog. I, I, I'm telling you, over five wins this year, man. I'll call it. Shock the world. I, Dude, I'm telling hard you, knocks they're gonna look, win over five games. Could make year. a pop order team down the street look good. To be honest, they're kind of in hard knocks. Could have came to my flag football games and made our team win look that. somewhat I mean, decent. It's not hard to say that. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. I actually was going to bring this up. We got one minute to play with. Oh, that was amazing. Bills fans. That was great. Good or bad for giving was, Andy Dalton a standing ovation. Andy Dalton didn't think it was that cool, but. Yeah, uh, we're on the same page. That's Dude, the Bills hadn't won, been to the playoffs in forever. Yeah, I thought it was unbelievable. Andy Andy Dalton was shocked that he was getting cheered that loudly on the road. It reminded me of the A's fans, going back to them, how great they are because they made the playoffs one year because Josh Hamilton dropped a fly ball in center field. And the next season, they had Josh Hamilton appreciation day next time the the Rangers came to play them. In the top of the eighth. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Looking too good for – for yeah, the Diamondbacks on that. or the Dodgers or the Angels. So they are. And trash. we'll leave you with that. Sweet Never root for the Los Angeles trash. Angels of Anaheim. They're trash. All right, man. Have a good night. And there you have it. Another edition of the 10 After 7 podcast. Thanks again to Dylan Stevenson for joining me. And thanks again for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at 10 After 7 or on Instagram at 10 underscore after underscore 7. I'll be back on later this week to talk about all the news going on in the sports world. Woo! Go Dodgers.